Hello, Minnesota Twins fans, and welcome to Episode 6 of Minnesota Twins Chat. I'm your host, Troy Larson, and joining me here in studio is my dad, Craig Larson. Uh, how's it going this evening, Dad? Pretty good, Troy. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing just fine, but the Minnesota Twins, um, I'm kind of uh, a little... Not so optimistic right now about the Twins. Uh, I mean, they have won some, but we've also lost some, and we have also had some injuries to deal with, and I don't think Rocco Baldelli is making the best of decisions. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I don't like seeing them lose games, which, you know, they have a good chance. It looks like they have a good chance of winning. You know, at the end of the year, you start losing enough of those games, and you... And, uh, you look back on things and you go like, you know, this is a game we should have won or this isn't that game we should have won. You know, and, and to make excuses up all the time, you can't do that. You know, if you're, you have yourself in the position of winning games, you have to come through and win them. You, you, you can't keep on having this deal where, you know, they, you bring a pitcher in, for instance, the other night with Pagan and... That was he, actually yesterday afternoon. Yesterday afternoon, he walked two guys... And then you still leave men. I didn't follow that one at all. And then, of course, he gives up the grand slam home run. And in one of his walks, the result was a, the tying run with the bases loaded. That run scored. So it just seems like that kind of stuff goes on too often. You know, I don't know if he uh, intentionally, the, the walk before that was a, an intentional walk or not. But re regardless, I don't think he won a move the tying run up 90 feet if you're going to intentionally walk somebody. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't recall the whole thing, you know, as what happened, you know, like a intentional, intentional walk or whatever yeah. you want, like, like your purpose, uh, like you're still pitching to him, but you're, but you're purposefully hoping that he chases the ball outside the strike zone. I don't know if that was what Rock was trying to intend with, with that walk, whether he had time run scored or not. But uh, yeah, and of course, that led to the Grand Slam by James Outman. Nice name for a baseball player. Yeah, does he even normally play much or not? I don't know much about him. Uh, I, think, I, I think he plays some. I know last year he came up for a uh, a few games, but I don't know if he's. I I I can't. I I don't think I'll say he was one of the regulars right now. I I don't. I haven't followed the Dodgers that closely, but for some reason I just don't seem to recall him playing every game either. All right. So another thing that that's been a been a big problem, pretty much a problem all year, is the Twins do not have not performed with the bases loaded this year at all. Frequently, it's been with nobody out, and they still don't score a run. I think I had heard the other day that the Twins are something like six six for thirty eight or six for thirty nine or something in that area with bases loaded this year, and and uh, I think all those six hits have none of them been for extra bases. That is not going to win you any games. No, you when you well, have not the, very many anyways. When you have the bases loaded, especially with one out or no outs, you need to capitalize on that. And, you know, all it takes is a, is a, a hit, and you're probably going to score two runs. And But, you know, six for 38 or whatever, that's that's awful. And I know that they're the worst in the majors at the, with the bases loaded this year, too. Yes. 
And that, that needs to be corrected. Otherwise, you're not going anywhere. No, you're not. And speaking of the bases voted, we're, we're going back to pitching again. Monday night's loss for the Twins out the Dodgers. The uh, batter, it was Trace Thompson. Yep. Well, I I don't recall how many, where, where Slump was that been, but I now know that a Slump is like 0 for 30 as far as hitting. Yep. But... He, he was walked to force him the winning run. Yep. So, you, very disappointing what's happened. And, of course, we walked in the tying run the other game, and then the next, next I don't know how many pitches later, the ball's in the bleachers for, for a grand slam. So That was yesterday. Yep. So, the walks are killing right now by the bullpen. I don't, I don't get it. No. It, I, it just uh, seems like we, we always have these have this, have this issues happening. I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know how you fix it. I, well, I, I just wonder if the Twins need a total reset. I don't know. You know, they are so positive about their bullpen to start the season with their bullpen, and it has hurt a lot without having Theobar there. But some of the guys who are there counting on just haven't done it, performed. Nope. Um, and they've been every time you turn around, they got a new guy up from the from the St. Paul. You don't even haven't even heard his name before. S- yep. Sometimes yes. Yeah, and I don't know. If, I don't know if they have anybody left to call up anymore. I don't know either. So you got to get it corrected. Yeah. Well, when we talk about the injuries, uh, well, actually, maybe maybe we should uh, go into the injuries right now. So Cantamieda, I think we discussed it last time. He has a right tricep strain, and. Uh, Jorge Alcala, he uh, he has like a right uh, in his forearm, like a like a extender strain or something like that, like extender muscle strain or something like that. So he was one of the relievers between the countdown that we're counting on. And then Caleb Fiobar, he's been out with a right uh, oblique strain. So, yeah, so those are, I, I think we covered most, well, and then by the way, Tyler Maui, he's got Tommy John. So he's done for the year. Yep, he's done for the year. So, so the Twins have some injuries that they're dealing with. Yeah, and that's just the pitching staff. Pitching staff. Now, let's go to the, the, uh, the uh, regular players and whatever. Jorge Polanco. He has a mild left hamstring strain. <clears throat> or, uh, actually, I think it's a cramp. Now, I don't know if he'll be on the uh, IL or RL, as we like to call it here. Yet, um, I think we're just waiting to see how he, how he responds. But the one player we do know who will be on the, on the IL is Nick Gordon. He fractured his shin yesterday when he swung out a pitch that hit him in Mia Shin. And then, of course, he stays in the game and strikes out on Mia next pitch. So Gordon's out with a fractured shin. And then Joey Gallo yesterday, he also followed a ball off his legs, but uh, off his right leg, excuse me. But he, um, as of right now, is day-to-day. I think we're just going to make sure things are okay. He, he does have some bruising and swelling in the leg, so 
And then, of course, we got Max Kepler. He's out of a mild uh, hamstring strain. So, four position players are dealing with injuries or will be on the IL. Um, Gordon will be for sure. Gordon will be for sure. Kepler, he probably will be back soon. I don't know. How many days has he been out for? I don't. I just don't remember. When I think he... It's been a week. Okay. So it's been a week. All right. So I think... Yeah, so Polanco and Gallo is what we're waiting on. But for Nick Gordon, there's some talk that Kyle Garwick might be coming up to the uh, big leagues leagues from St. Paul. I looked, he did not play tonight either. Yep. And the reason why I asked about it is because I saw a post on Facebook from the uh, Score North Facebook page. And uh, Score North is AM 1500 here in the Twin Cities, uh, one of the sports stations. And somebody suggested that that the Twins were were going to call up uh, Kyle Garwick because of the fact that he was not in St. Paul's lineup this evening. So, um, and also the one year, I the year or two ago, whatever he was, he hit pretty well against left-handed pitchers, and so that's probably part of the reasoning why they'd want to call him up. But I think, and since they started saying how well he hit against left-handed pitchers, it hasn't been all that good lately either. No, but what I did find, but what I did read is that the Angels are going to be starting two left-handers. Yep. That would probably be part of the reason why he he would be the one to get the call. I don't, you know, from St. Paul. I think anybody else, they have to add him of the outfielders. I'm just looking here because Celestino, he he isn't going to be called up. That's one of the guys who's on this on the uh, 40 man. Otherwise, Walner's the only other one. And I don't think it's me, Walner. I think. Well, you know, I suppose it could be, but... Could be, but I think the yeah. reasoning would be, you know, garlic because of the fact that he supposedly is, you know, he's a right-handed batter, and with all the analytic stuff that goes on with the Twins, they probably want a right-handed batter available to hit. So, who knows? We, we will see what happens. Yep. I, I do know that the Twins are scheduled to face Shohei uh, Otani on Sunday. All right. So that's the plan. It's the, obviously, obviously, Gordon will not be there to play in the outfield or second base, wherever he would play too. So, and me, I don't know. I, I seriously doubt if Gallo will be playing. If he's against a left-handed pitcher, he won't be playing tomorrow either. You know that. No. And so it kind of becomes a thing about who are your players you're going to be playing. You know, you take a look at things. You know, in the of the outfield, you got Kirilov, Larnick, and Michael A. Taylor. And Willie Castro. And Castro might end up being your second baseman. I don't think Polanco will play tomorrow either. Maybe not, but we'll see what tomorrow brings. Yep. Or probably, it'll probably be Friday when, when uh, you uh, hear this podcast. Yep. So, so it's, it'll be interesting. Is there, this, this injury thing, is it gets a little exhausting after a while. It seems like every year we go through this stuff. Every year. Yep. And I don't know if it's, you know, it's not just us for stealing of injuries. I see the Angels have a, a few players injured, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. And Theobar, do you say it'll be, do you think, 
still up to five days or something before you think he'll come back before he's he's eligible. Um, I actually I don't think I ever really said when he's going to be back. All I know is that it seems like two weeks ago from tomorrow or whatever Friday. Yeah. Uh, is when they when they placed him on the IL. Okay. So. He probably would be eligible to come back soon, but my guess is, given his injury, he probably won't be back quite so soon. Yeah. This is, what, a, th- a three-game series against the Angels? Yep, three games against the Anaheim Angels on their Southern California road trip. And then what do they got going on next week? So next week, we will be facing the San Francisco Giants and the Toronto Blue Jays here at home. Okay. And then I believe we go to Houston after that. And I can't recall after that what a road trip. How many, if the road trip is any longer than that or not. Yep. So let's uh, keep, let's go back to the injury front for a uh, minute. Royce Lewis is now back playing in, in minor league games. Uh, he's on a, uh, he's doing his rehab. And. Now, and he's currently at St. Paul. And we were just checking the uh, Saints box score, and uh, what did you find? Tonight, the Saints lost to Columbus 2-1. They um, had out-hit Columbus 8-4. Lewis did play third base. Uh, However, he was 0-3 with one strikeout tonight. But as you mentioned before, we were talking off the air, this, well, this past week, a couple of days ago, he, what do you have, three hits, a double home run and a single, and he knocked in, was it three or four runs? Um, Actually, it was on five. Tuesday. Uh, no, it was on Tuesday night that you're talking about. On, yep. t- on Tuesday night against Columbus, Lewis, uh, I think, yeah, he did drive in four runs, and one of those hits was a home run. Yep. And, and so it was four out of five runs that scored for the Saints that night. So, and you also said to Dad that Jose Miranda was uh, played first base. Yep, that's correct. So, you know, are they trying to groom Lewis to bring him up as to be the starting third baseman? Well, it, it looks like that's certainly a possibility. Uh, otherwise, you know, they had Miranda as their third baseman to start the year out for the first, what, month and a half or whatever? Yep. And they sent him down because he was struggling. So it makes you kind of wonder what is going on. I just have a feeling that's what it is, though. They're going to call Lewis up to play third base. If he, like I said, if he stays healthy and he performs. If he does stay healthy. Yep. Yeah, and of course we all know the experiment Rocco tried by having him play in a center field. That one game in early June, I, my memory serves me correctly. Yep. And in third inning, he re-injures that. That right knee. Yeah, the one that's been repaired before. That was a tough, tough loss at at that time. He said he was seeming to look like he was playing pretty well, but injury, and that's all it takes. He spent the rest of the year out on the uh, year-long IRL, as we call it, the Rocco list. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to be putting him out in the outfield anytime soon again either. I don't think so. But it did, I know not. I think I mentioned it to you a, few, a week or two back when, when our uh, one of our writers at the Star Tribune, 
uh, Jim Suhan, he had mentioned that he thought they should call up Royce Lewis as soon as they could and play him at third base also. It sounds like it might be a good idea. And I think it's going to probably happen too. I think it's. I think it probably will, because especially considering the fact you you got Carlos Correa at shortstop. Yeah, and and, and uh, we're gonna. I, I think. I think uh, we're gonna talk about the shortstop. Uh, talk about um, the Twins' reasons for signing Correa here in a in a few minutes, because because we've we've had a couple of off mic discussions about it. Wondering if the Twins did make the right the right decision to resign Correa. But let's stick with um, Royce Lewis for a minute. I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's a lot more to say on the topic. But no, well, eventually, you know, he's they've he's been with the Twins now. Is it four years, five years? Um, it must be five, isn't it? Uh, he's no, twenty. He's twenty three. Um, I I don't think he's even eighteen dead when he was drafted. So but he, he didn't start playing with the Twins until he was until he's done with the high school. He he never, he never played college, did he? Nope, never played college, and but he's, of course he sat out about the better parts of three years or whatever it is now too. Yep. So he was the number one draft pick in 2017. Yep. The first year of a Falvey, of Derek Fal the uh, regime of Derek Falvey and Fad Levine as our president of baseball operations and general manager. Manager. They, they are. They are not the ones who drafted him, are they? Was he drafted by them or the the previous administration? Nope, he was drafted by them. He was. Well, I mean, they were in charge of a draft. All right. So, I mean, the scouting department is probably the main responsibility, but yeah, but they were they were in, in charge of the front office. Hmm. So, but I have a feeling that year there was still a lot of the staff from a previous regime. Yeah. Still working in the scouting. Yeah, department. So, well, in you look at the way things are right now with Gordon, who is a would be a backup infielder and also plays in the outfield. Well, he he's going to be out for a while. Yep, he'll be out for a while, and and uh, we don't know about Polanco how long he'll be out for. Hopefully, not very. Nope we we don't. So. But let's talk about Byron Buxton for a minute. Um, I know we're, I know this is going to sound like a broken record, but I was listening to a podcast the other day, and Patrick Royce was on there, and he suggested that that they're, the Twins are not going to put Buxton in the center field anytime soon. Well, and I think his reasoning is the fact because Buxton has basically been our DH almost. Every every game, and now, but here's the thing: his the injuries he's had more recently have been the result of him sliding into bases. Yep. So you brought the point about him sliding in, in Boston. Matt, that that seems to have been the start of his knee injuries that he had last year. Yep, and then. I think he probably, when he's DH, he probably, and we've seen him slide sometimes this year too. So that is just because he's DH and doesn't ex- exclude him from the, that part of the injury possibility of sliding into a base. So I think that 
I would really doubt that he's very happy not playing because he knows himself, and everybody else knows it. He's, not, he's one of the best outfielders in baseball, if not the best one. And I'm sure that he's not very happy just DH and sitting on the bench all the time. And I don't blame him at all either. I I'm wouldn't sh- be either. I'm sure he is, and I know that him and Carlos Correa, they had a little get-together and spent several hours, and I think as part of that get-together, Correa basically told him that right now that DH was Buxton's job, basically. And, and you know, when I heard about them putting Buxton as the primary DH to start the season, I figured, well, maybe by May it is when they'll put him back in the outfield. Nope, has not happened yet. And I don't... And the weather has gotten warmer. And I thought, surely, if they were going to start playing and playing in the outfield, but it still has not happened yet. And with the latest round of injuries we've had, it makes me wonder if they are going to be forced to put him in the outfield. Well, especially yeah, with Gordon, because their other center fielder who plays there on a regular basis has been Michael A. Taylor. And as far as if Buxton is not the... Uh, person they would put in center after that if you're going to play him you might as well play him all the time and then who would be our backup center fielder probably willie castro isn't it yep i don't know who else they'd put out there you can't put gallo out there and of course he's right now he's hobbled too yeah he's hobbled well i I think they have played they might play him a game or two out there i mm, think he's not who you want out there and larnick's not a center fielder and of course kepler isn't even there anymore right now so well, Kepler has played before, yeah, but I don't uh, think he's played a regular for the past few years. No, but he's hurt right now, and he's, he's not even a part of the equation. So I don't. it'll be an interesting thing because it seems like that with Gordon, the reason why they like to play him out there sometimes is that same old analytic thinking of Rocco and Falvey that against uh, right-handed pitching they wanted to have gordon out there that's that was the thinking obviously he's not going to not going to play against left-handed pitching but but i should notice that his hitting has picked up since the start of may yeah he's up to 175 right now 176 now yep and he was like at 143 to start the month yeah so he's still got a long haul ahead of him if somehow they bring up royce lewis and if they would elect to start playing Buxton in center field, you wonder if Gordon even get called back up again. It's hard to tell until the time comes. Yeah, but, well. But he's he's not going to play anyway for probably two months, maybe more. Maybe more. I don't know how long, how long it necessary takes to recover from that type of fracture. But, yeah. you know, your your legs do support a lot of your body weight, so. Yep. And if there are other, these guys like Willie Castro, who also is a backup third base shortstop, Second base. Has he played first base still? I don't. I don't recall my, Recall him. No. Unless he did play somewhere with Detroit. Yeah, and he's also you know one of our backup outfielders. So, and our only other guy in the infield is Solano, and he seems just seemingly plays first and second base. I don't think he's ever played third or has he? Not that we've seen. He might have with with Cincinnati, but I don't. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the topics I did want to bring up tonight was Carlos Correa, and we've had a few, uh, 
one or two discussions more lately about whether Twins actually made a wise investment in signing him. On the surface, it looks good. You know, he's a good teammate. He seems to be a good clubhouse leader, a good leader on the field. But right now, except for more, except he seems to be picking up a little bit recently, he has not performed much uh, or very well this season. And last week, the fans were booing him, and he actually was quoted. He said that he deserved to be booed for yeah. how he played. So I think he understands the implications of his big contract. Yep. Now, and you have been questioning too, Dad. Should the Twins have signed him? Well, you know, if he keeps, if he, right now, and like you said, he's actually been on a hotter streak lately. His batting average is 203. It's better than when it was in the 180s or 170s. But he's going to have to keep maintaining that. You know, you start paying a guy 30, was it $33 million, whatever, per year? What's, yeah, what's say about $33 million? You, you need way more out of him than that. And whether or not he's, I don't just, I don't debate the, or dispute the fact that he's probably a, a good team player. But you know, if you're a, that kind of money, you need to be made, hitting way better than that. And, and he has been better, but he's got a long ways to go too. Yeah, he does. And obviously, he's a pretty good fielder. But you know, he's, you pay a guy that much money, you got to get way more out of him than what he's producing right now. He does. He does have six home runs and twenty three RBIs, but you know, I don't think the I don't think the RBI stats terrible. No, but it probably could be a little better. Um, yeah, you know, the Twins have played a little more than one fourth of their schedule so far. Yep, but I don't. So he's not quite on pace for hundred RBIs. No, not yet anyway. Well, you need you need two eighty to ninety out of him, and you probably need you know. To, I don't somewhere twenty home runs plus. Yep, and you know the other things will fall into place if he can do that. But hope he ha- hope it happens. And also, if you bring Royce Lewis up, well, he's knocking on the door. He actually did hit a grand slam in his first time up in a major. League. Well, I think it might have been second stint with the Twins actually. Yep, video up a grand slam. I believe. We might have been against Texas. Yep. So they've, they've been waiting for the time when they could have all the regular players that they envisioned as being the starters on the team. And is but now, of course, you got with uh, Polanco. Hopefully, his thing is just a day to day thing. But you know, if you look at their infield. If if uh, Rice Lewis is called up, plays third base. Well, it's, you know, whoever plays first, whether it's Kirilov, who probably it would be. Blanco, Correa, and and uh, Lewis playing third. It's, it sounds like it's pretty good then. Yeah, that is if they do call. Up, I don't. I don't think they're going to call up Royce, Royce Lewis tomorrow. Anyway. No, I think it's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. So unless somehow he he seemingly looks like he needs more work in the minors. Um, he's a good athlete. There's no doubt about that. How has How's it? How has Jose Miranda done since he's been not very good? Sent down about the same as he was on the Twins at the end. Huh. He's less than two hundred. He started out okay this year on the Twins, and he just kind of went into a tailspin. And sometimes being sent down like that is maybe what you need to get you back. Yep. On yep. Track. So. Yep, and 
who their outfield would be if those are the infielders and the catching is obviously split is a split between uh um Jeffers and Vasquez. You know, if you, but say if you put those those the guys we mentioned who would be playing in the infield, and then all of a sudden you end up putting, you know, Taylor Buxton and Kepler in the outfield, and you got the what looks like to be a pretty good team. And then probably it would be Joey um, Gallo DHing. Or some other people on the days where they had left-handed pitching, pitching. So see what happens. Hopefully, we get to see that sometime. Hopefully, but and Buxton playing and Taylor in left and Buxton in center and Kepler in right. So yeah. what makes you think that Michael Michael A. Taylor would be best suited in left field? Well, you're not going to play him in center field if Buxton's playing. You know that as well as I do. Yeah, he's a good center fielder, but he's not at the level Buxton is. Nobody is. Nope. And uh, you don't think he belongs in right field either because of how he's... No, not with Kepler playing. Yeah. You know, and Kepler actually, actually was starting to hit, too. Yep. You know, but he seems like he's always got that injury bug, too. What is his problem right now? Kepler, he has a... I think it was a mild hamstring strain. Mm. Okay. And initially, they thought it was going to be day-to-day. Yep. Then he went on the RL. And it seems to happen a lot lately with his, with the twins. But from from management, like Rocco, he tells us it's just day to day. Yep. And then the next thing you know, IL or in our case, VRL, as I yep. said before. So usually when he says this day to day, it means he's about a day away from the RL. Yes. So hopefully Blanco is only a day or two, and maybe you know whatever his is bothering him, and get Kepler back and. Get the pitch, the relief pitching straightened around. Starting pitching's actually been really quite good. Um, without the good starting pitching, they'd probably be in deep trouble right now. I'm sure they would be because their starters, you know, Gray and Ryan have been extremely good. Ober's been really good since he's come up too. And who's our other one? No, Varland. Varland's got to pick up the pace. He he always manages to have one bad inning. You know, speaking of innings. Pablo Lopez, his ERA is not the greatest in the first inning. I don't know if he... No. He is, his overall ERA is four. But I think you're right. The first inning is where he kind of has his trouble. So, that's yeah. another thing, too. Did the Twins make a wise move in signing him to that big contract? I don't think so. I don't know. Not not bef- not before the end of the season, anyway. No. Nope. This early in the season. Yeah, they only saw him for whatever number of games. He's only he's pitched in nine this year so far, and. the Three or four of them have have come after the contract too, haven't they? So they only saw him for like a half, you know, handful of games before they signed the big contract. Yeah, I think it was maybe four games when they signed that contract. It, the yeah. contract was signed during that Washington National Series. Okay, so he um he obviously sometimes it looked pretty good, but you know, two and two record with what what he has, that's not what they're looking for from him. No, they they're looking for something like fourteen, fifteen wins minimum, and probably not even no more than ten losses. Minimum. And we'll see if that can happen. Obviously, he's got good stuff. And at times, he looks like he's pretty much unhittable. But Right now, but the uh, two best starting pitchers for us have been Sonny Gray and Joel Ryan. Yeah, uh, I would agree. And yeah. I was looking at an article on MLB.com. Yep. And they, they, they must have pulled um, several of the MLB writers, and they have... Gray and Ryan in the top five for a Cy Young Award in the. I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Uh, 
Ryan's already won six games. Yeah. And and Gray is undefeated. He's four and zero. Oh, and Bailey Overs three and overs oh, and his ERA is one seven eight. So, you know, he's gonna get some attention too. He keeps pitching like this. In a hurry, well. Yeah. And then of course the, right now our other starters and, and probably will be for a while, unless somehow Kenta can come back unless or unless Varland becomes a bust, but he's one and oh in the four three zero ERA. He has that one same old thing. He's got a usually a bad inning, usually early in the game too, isn't it? Yes. Other than that, he seems like he's pitched pretty well. But they're starting they're pitching, starting pitching has really been their their strong point this year. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. Yeah. You yeah. know, I don't you know, given the offensive struggles we have seen at the Twins this year, I don't know if they would have been where we're at. No. Without the starting pitching they have received. Yep. The the bullpen needs to pick up the pace. There's some of the guys the bullpen have pitched 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 okay. Um Duran and and uh Jorge Lopez are both ERAs less than less than two. Then they start skyrocketing after that. I think that who's the guy they got to that used to be on the Dodgers? Oh, Stewart? He's been good. Brock Stewart, yes, he's been uh, good. In fact, he hasn't given up a run in nine games. Huh. He's been very good. He's a yeah. he's a pitcher. He throws throws the ball pretty hard. He's got good stuff. Yeah, I, I know there have been a few games where he, he walks. Yeah, he walks players, but then he somehow gets out of a jam. Yep. That's his, that's been his biggest problem is this year is, is the walks, but hopefully get that under control. He's he's walked. How uh, many guys? That's Hendricks. Where are you, Brock? He's walked nine guys. That's a lot of walks. Yeah, nine guys. And he's only pitched nine point two innings. You can't do that. But he struck out eleven too. So, but he, he's been a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, he has been. But they need to get him back. I'm shocked. Cole Sands, you know, was a disaster last year. He's he's only been up for, he's pitched in four games. His ERA is um, 1.2, Well, I think what's happened is we, when he, every time he become, he's pitched up here, it seems like he gets into trouble. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think a lot of times he comes in when he and inherits runners on base. Yeah, but they do need Theobar back because Theobar's pitched pretty well this year. He's a, and he's a lefty. You know, the only left we have now is Moran out of the bullpen. Who uh, I think Moran has a, what you think he would, if he figures it out, he, he throws the ball well, but I think he has the same problem too. He has control issues. So we'll see what happens with him too, but he's got to pick up the pace too since he is the only lefty in the bullpen right now. And I don't know if they really have any left-handers in the... At St. Paul, that could help him or not. I don't think they do. I don't think they do either. But Moran, at times, I think you'd say too, Miranda, some once in a while looks pretty good. Well, he's pitching 16 games this year, too, which is, you know, other than Griffin Jackson and Jorge Lopez, they both are pitching 20. Um, and the other next is the guys with 16, Moran and Duran and Pagan. He you better. know, uh, you, you know, Dad. I know you've been questioning uh, Griffin Jackson's uh, pitching lately. Yeah, he's been pitching too much. I, same, I think the same thing happened. You could see it happen to him last year too. Yep, I think they do pitch him too much. Now, this was one of the surprises. Me, I'm looking here about 
Emilio Pagan. He's three and zero this year. Pagan is. Yep, it says on here with an ERA of almost six. <laughs> he's three and zero. He's only pitched seventeen innings. I don't. I mean, I don't remember the games where he's won either. But I don't either. Obviously, means when he comes in, they come back and take the lead, and they and they maintain the lead before he comes out. So I'm I'm surprised at that. I am too. Well, yesterday he did give up at Grand Slam, but yeah. obviously some of those runners runners were in were uh, 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 inherited runners. Yeah, inherited runners. Yeah, but he he put a bunch more on base himself though too. Yep. So he's he's got to be more consistent. Yeah, he does. So we'll see how the relief pitching get themselves straightened around again too. We shall see. Yep, and it's going pretty much going to have to come from the guys who are there right now. Yep, it is. Yep. So. All righty. Well, um, do you think there's any, you don't think there's really much to touch on if a hitting is there? I don't. No, not really anymore. Um, the only other thing is you said they played the Giants, and who was the other team next week? The oh, Toronto. Toronto Blue Jays. Yep. Toronto's part of the uh, American League East, where every team in the, in the East is above 500, too. You know, Bill's talk last year, but he might have all their teams above 500. Yeah. If you haven't seen everything, that quite happened. No, I think it was close, though, wasn't it? Yes, it was close. Just looking real quick here. Yeah, Boston's the worst, and they're 24 and 20, the same high record the Twins have. And Boston's seven and a half games behind Tampa. Tampa's kind of cooled off a little bit from what they were. But. You know, right now, if you're looking at who would make the playoffs, well, it'd be Houston and Texas would be out of that because Houston's lost 19 games, and then it'd be the three other teams in the top three in the in the American League East and the Twins. That would be it. So, and the Yankees are knocking on the door, and so is Boston of potentially being in. So. Well, I we have a whole season to sort all out, yep. and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so. Angels are twenty three and twenty two. Huh. So, some of the teams have really had some bad years. Oakland still only won ten games. Kansas City's pretty bad too. Yeah, fourteen. Yep. You know, even, the, even your famous your mighty Whiteys are thirteen games under five hundred. What I was gonna say is the Detroit Tigers they seem to be. Doing a little better. They are. Wait, wait. Yeah. Did they, have they gotten some younger talent than what they had? I think you do have some younger talent, but. Yeah. I, but we still got Miguel Cabrera yet. And yeah. That's. Is this his last year? It is, isn't it? It's his last year. I know he, I know his contract. He does have a couple more years, but they're not going to pick those up, I'm sure. No. I, I think the talk is this is his last year. I don't know if, if he's even really hitting very well. We'll see here real quick. I, yeah. don't th- I don't think he is, is he? No, I haven't heard much about him this year, this year either. So, I mean, other prior years, I mean, he's been one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball. Yeah. Oh, here we go. 22 games, 77 at-bats. He only has 14 hits, so he is, uh, he's hitting 182. Yep, it's probably time to, for him to hang it up. He's not done very well recent years. No, he has no home runs either. So you know what I actually recall. I think it was in 2019. He had we we have a game with a popped bicep. Hmm. I believe. Yeah. 
Yep, and it was against the Twins too. So, huh? Well, I think uh, I think uh, that's a wrap. Yep. Uh, okay. It's getting late here, and I gotta do some work on this uh, on this audio uh, before I send it out to uh, to uh, be uh, listened to by by yep. the listeners. So. Otherwise, otherwise, you'd be put on the RL. <laughs> <laughs> From Why exhaustion? <laughs> <laughs> We haven't we haven't had that one yet with the twins, have we? Not that I know of. Yeah, might be coming though. Might be. Well, maybe with Griffin Jacks, he might go on the RL because of exhaustion. Well, by the way, I don't know if you remember, but I, I wanted to ask her. He does not like drinking water. Griffin Jacks doesn't. No. Wow. Like, huh? How could you how could you survive mm. with, without drinking water? I don't know, especially some of the days he's pitching. You know, when they pitch when they play in the afternoon, it's almost 100 degrees still. Yeah. You think he'd, you know, really, really exhaust him. And maybe it has. Was he drinking Gatorade or did he drink? I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm i sure he probably drinks uh, Gatorade or something, but I don't know if Gatorade's even as good as water, to tell you the truth. No, no, it's not. I don't think it is. No. I, I think if, if you have some, it's okay, but you don't just drink Gatorade either. You got to drink water. I, I just, I just think. I mean, Gatorade I know has some sugar in it and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't think I'd recommend Gatorade as your number one sports drink. I would just say, yeah. just start off with water. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't drink water, you just seem like you get dehydrated. So. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode, Dad. Uh, okay. It was nice having you. Yep. Uh, and uh, until next time. Yep, let's hope the Twins can get on a roll again. Let's hope, because they've kind of been, so they have, they, they lost two out of three to the Dodgers, but before that, um, they've had a couple series where they've won uh, two out of three. Yep, it seemed like it's kind of like that up and down stuff. But I think against Cleveland, the Guardians, I think they did lose two out of three. But yep. I think the series before that, they might have lost two out of three there too against yeah. the uh, White Sox. Yep. So... They need to get some get going here. Yep. So that should do it, Dad, I think. All right. Okay. Go twins. For sure. Go twins. Well, that should do it for this episode. Uh um one thing I want to bring up is I have created a Facebook fan page for this podcast. Uh and what I'm planning on doing there is I'm gonna post links to the show. Uh, and I'm also am going to do audiograms, which is this video with audio only, um, of some key moments. So that's my plan for the page, and we'll see how that goes. And also, if you want to contact the show, you can email the podcast. The email address is mntwinschat48 at gmail.com. That is mntwinschat48 at gmail.com. And also, if you found this podcast for the first time, subscribe to however you found this podcast. And if this podcast is not in your favorite podcatcher, just grab the RS, just grab the RSS feed and uh, paste it in your podcatcher. So uh, I'm still working on getting, getting it posted on some other platforms yet, but um, I'll let you know when I get out when I get those on there. So, all right, for my dad, his name is Craig Larson. I am Troy Larson. So on, everybody.